Hello everyone. This is Tim. Oh, that came on quick. Very nice. All right, I'm here. It's Thursday. I know it's Thursday night, but <laughs> I'm trying, trying to keep the schedule. I'm gonna get better at it. I'm gonna do these podcasts early. I promise. Um, dictionary of theories. I'm in my book, and we're going to talk about. We're going to look at revolution. I, I, I hear so many people, and I will listen to so many podcasts, and they talk about revolution. We need a revolution. Cornel West is saying we need a people's revolution. But to I see that we're already in the middle of a revolution. Now, what these other people are talking about is they want a people-led revolution where we're going at institutions and creating new institutions and creating new systems. But that's not the only way to have revolution. So let's read the definition. Revolution. Political, oh, I'm sorry, politics, history. Theory of historical change. In its earlier version, the theory of revolution dealt not with violent or insurrectory change, but with cycles whereby systems or institutions grew, matured, and declined or collapsed. In the 19th and 20th century versions, is either a view that significant change in social, political, or economic arrangements only occur as a result of disruptive, though not necessarily violent, upheaval, or the advocacy of such methods. So, we're in the middle of a revolution. Let me tell you why. And um, maybe I'm feeling it or seeing it more. Let me do something with the lighting. Is that, ah, that's much better. That's so much better. That's so much better. So, I'm in New York City. And the reason why I know we're in the middle of a revolution is because things have changed here. I always tell you my story. I was sleeping on the train. I got swept off the train. I got put in a shelter. I got a voucher. Now, I was in the shelter with a bunch of black men. The, the last of the last of the earth. No one ever cared about us. They warehoused us in the shelter. And for the most part, the staff at the shelter, the caseworkers and stuff, they were like, ah, you guys don't want to get out of here. You guys are just staying. Ah, you got a bunk. What are you complaining about when we tried to get apartments? But then I noticed everybody, almost every man in that building, anybody who signed up for it got housing vouchers. They were just handing them out. Now I found out that it was hard to get in an apartment with a voucher because though it's against the law not to accept vouchers, they find all kinds of reasons. But everybody's walking around with these vouchers. I said, what's going on here? But what hap- what was ha- what is happening in New York is the homeless situation is so bad. They're sleeping on the trains in the middle of the day, taking up seats. They're sleeping on train lines that wealthy people use. Black men and women are sleeping and taking up train cars from whites and well-to-do immigrants. And 
at first everyone accepted it. Okay, it's a homeless problem. These people are sleeping. But now they're starting to get angry. Now they're starting to get frustrated. People are coming from work or want to take their child to a museum or want to go see a play. And it's just homeless people everywhere. People yelling to themselves, sometimes talking to themselves, sometimes asking for money and screaming at people for not giving them the money. So this is happening on a daily basis all day. I mean, you get on the train at 10 in the morning, it's happening. Noon is happening. One in the afternoon is happening. One in the morning is happening. This is what's happening in New York City. People are pushing people on tracks. People are punching people in the face. People are, um, they say one man tried to snatch a child. Now, some of these homeless people are mentally ill and they're just roaming the streets and the train lines. And it got so bad that the mayor said, look, we got to do something about this. We got to do something. We can't have the city like this. This is not functional. And if you lock us up, it's so expensive to lock up somebody in New York. Rikers Island costs about $300,000 a year to lock up one person. So let's just say, for instance, you, 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 you still go to the store, you walk out with food. They're not going to lock you up because the food is what? Let's say you stood $300 worth of food. They're going to pay. They're going to spend $300,000 to lock you up. That doesn't make any sense. The city doesn't have the money. It could be up to $500,000 to lock up one person per year in New York State in the pen. So small crime is no crime at all because it's too expensive to lock them, to lock us up. So the homeless people, what they're doing, you can't really lock them up for disturbing the peace or whatever the case may be, even assault and battery. So you might get punched by a homeless person and then, hey, that's it. Because if we lock that person up, it's gonna cost $300,000. And if they're mentally ill and they go into a jail like that, they're gonna disrupt whatever's going on in the jail. So, here you have institutions standing down. Um, and the violence and the horror is coming up from, a, from underneath. So, no, we're not changing things. We're not demanding things. But our society is in such decay that it's causing revolutionary actions. Now, if this society does not give a UBI, which I heard they're trying to bring back the tax credit, which is a form of UBI. Our housing vouchers are a form of UBI. So you're going to have to increase federal housing. Yeah, the projects is coming back. It's coming back. Sorry. I don't know where they're going to put them. They're coming back. You're going to have to put places for the poor people to stay. Because if they're not staying in places, then they're everywhere in your city, in your town, on the side of the road, living under the bridge, and you don't want that. Okay? Could you imagine you're driving? This for people who live in suburbs or rural areas on the south or the Midwest. And you have a flat or something, car trouble, and there's people sleeping under a bridge near where you, you're stopped, and it's the middle of the night, or it's sundown 
Well, hell, even if it's the middle of the day. You don't know what these people will do. And some of them are mentally ill. Who knows what they'll do? Well, in New York, this is the kind of things because we're up against each other all the time. And this is what's happening. So we're in the middle of a revolution because the people on the bottom are acting out as they would say, carrying on as they would say. And when I was in the shelter, I told my roommate, man, I love it. I want more because this is the only thing that's going to make them change. Stretch out on the train, take up seven seats. I never get mad. I get on the train. There's people there smelling bad. I don't move way away from them. Smell up more trains. Smell up whole platforms. You see what I'm saying? Because that's the only thing that's going to make people move. Change is coming. And I predict, there's, like I said, there's either going to be more federal housing and housing vouchers or there's going to be um, UBI and probably be a UBI because that's just an easier way to give people a floor and it's going to be somewhere between $1,400 a quarter and $1,400 a month it probably will start out $1,400 a quarter um, so every three months and then it'll probably go to $1,400 a month. Some people will say it should be $2,000 a month. Maybe eventually we'll get there. But you're not going to be able to have a, a, a functional society if there's no UBI. Unless you just give federal housing this virtually free um, Medicaid, which you do. And you're going to have to give some kind of stipend. But I mean, if you give us housing based on our income with no minimums, people can usually hustle up enough dollars to pay and do their laundry and things like that. Food pantries are going to have to be large. Well, hell, people are walking into supermarkets and just taking what they want. I was in a supermarket the other day and um, one of the women were telling, telling uh, on a man that was putting stuff in his knapsack and the woman saying, look, all we can do is tell them stuff, put it back, but we can't stop them. She said, you can't stop them. No, we can't stop them. We've been, we've been told by corporate, we can't stop, we can't put our hands on them because if they, if they hurt us, corporate's not going to cover us. If we hurt them, we're not covered. So all we could do is catch them in the act and try to make them put it back. That's it. The woman was carrying on. I don't know why she was so bothered by it. Um, and she had a knapsack. So I wonder if when she walked away, she didn't go put something in her knapsack. And the manager was there. The manager's a nice guy. I've been to the supermarket a lot, and he's really good guy. He's like, what's the problem? And she said, well, it was a man there with a backpack. He says, is he here now? And she said, oh, I don't see him. He said, well, let, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is what we're doing. So the revolution is happening. The, the underclass is wreaking havoc. You're going to have to quiet us. Now, you can quiet us by getting rid of us. I don't even think anybody would stop you. But there's a lot of bodies 
we're talking 120, 100 and, no, wait a minute, it's 330 million. So we're talking 160 to 200 million because 60% of us live in at or below the poverty line. But let's just say half of that is, is, is acting up. So you're talking about 80 million bodies that you'd have to get rid of. So, I mean, that's a lot of bodies. So you're going to have to pay us off. Is it sound extortion? Well, it's change. It's revolution. It's revolution. We're going to revolutionize the way we, how we distribute food and how we distribute resources in this society because of all the decay. There's another arm that's, that's coming. There's another aspect of the revolution, and that's um, the natural world, climate change, and and that's storms, tornadoes, um, violent thunderstorms, hurricanes, earthquakes, wildfires, wildfires, and rising sea level, which flooding. So that's causing a revolution because it's causing where people can live. It's destroying towns and cities that are in hurricane alleys. Hurricanes are becoming larger and larger. So, and destroying, and I mean these hurricanes, these, not hurricanes, I'm sorry, tornadoes. Tornadoes are becoming larger and larger. Hurricanes are too, but tornadoes are becoming larger. You can have a mile-wide tornado, and it leaves nothing but shards. If you have a frame of a house left when these two new tornadoes come through, you're very fortunate. Um, and I mean shards. It leaves shards just laying around. So we're having a revolution weather-wise. We're also having a revolution not from the natural world as far as animals. Animals are behaving and all kinds of, um, they're evolving. So you had situations where, this was years ago, raccoons were out in the daytime without being rabid. They said, usually if you see a raccoon in the daytime, it's rabid. There was families of raccoons walking around the middle of the day, just walking like they would at night. Nobody bothering them. Um, Insects are becoming intelligent. Even the lowly cockroaches becoming more intelligent, which is not good for us, right? Rats, mice, all becoming more intelligent. In New York City, rats are just trying to take over. So bad that the mayor had to had to pay a rat czar. So they're trying to figure out ways to fight against it. By the way. When we were in full revolution in 2020, all these problems were solved. We had a moratorium on rent, revolutionary. We had stimulus package, revolutionary. Extra unemployment, which was UBI, every month, revolutionary. Um, work remotely, revolutionary. And the air was clear. They said even the even the oceans were cleaner just from three months of, of our non-activity. And I'm guessing the shipping had shut down too, so we weren't getting all these ships and containers and all that. For just for three months. 
not as much driving. I would go into the city because I was in New Jersey at that time and I would take the PATH train. No one would be on the train. I would have a whole car to myself. Get to 34th Street, empty, except for the homeless people. New York City never did anything for its homeless people like London and some of these other cities. So they took over the street. And really, truth be known, what was supposed to happen is we were supposed to keep getting stimulus. We were supposed to get UBI. And then those homeless guys that had took over the street that was laying everywhere, they were supposed to get UBI and go into facilities. Instead, we the masses said, no, we want to go back. We, we don't like this. We want to go back to being brutalized and being dehumanized and being insane. So the powers that be had to open back up. And the homeless people never went back into their corners because now they, they're all over the place. They're out. I mean, I had to step over some to get off the escalator because they were just laying out everywhere. And, um, but that's revolutionary too, just laying out, being there together in groups. Um, which the homeless people usually do hang together. And so we did it. We had a revolution every year. And we were supposed to keep going. That was the revolution. But the masses of us flinched. First of all, we didn't realize that it was a revolution. We didn't realize what was happening. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I don't know if I have videos from them, but I was saying, everybody, look, man, do y'all know what this is? Do y'all know how great this is? People were starting, I started my LLC then. People were getting grants. I have a business that got a grant. Black people were getting grants. Revolutionary. So we begged for it to stop because we didn't understand it. But really, the powers that be should have put their foot down and kept going because that was revolutionary. That was evolving. That was old systems collapsing, new ones coming into place, just like I read the definition. It doesn't have to be a bloody revolution. All these people who want us to take guns and go out and storm the street, revolutions don't have to be that way. We can simply just have new systems. That's always been my way. And people think I'm scared. People are very shocked at, at what I can take because I don't, I'm not one of those tough guy, tough guys all, of, all the time and trying to scheme and thug on people, but very strong. We all are. People who grew up in Brownsville are strong. Anyway, in the 80s, and, and if you grew up in the hood in the 80s, during the crack era, when they were just ravaged our community, all of us are strong, the boys and the girls, men and the women. Okay, so um, it takes real strength to create new institutions that are better than the old ones, that replace the old ones. And that's what I did. That's what I did with the Connorson Center. That's what I've been doing. So... Um, we're in the middle of a revolution I hope I live to see the end of it I'm trying to stay alive as long as I can and probably um, another year or two one way or the other we'll know either those things that I said those policies I named will happen 
or it'll be complete collapse and then there will be no one guarding anyone. You'll just be able to walk up to a building if an apartment's empty, just go in there and live in it. Because there'll be no police. The management companies who own these buildings or the big realtors who own all these units, they don't even live here. They just live somewhere in an ivory tower. They're not coming down to collect the rents. Once it all completely falls apart and we realize that it's falling apart and we don't want to do the new thing, we don't want to do the great reset, then we're talking about um, soil and green. We're talking about dystopian society. And it's basically there now. That's why I say if we don't do this in another year or two it's going to slip into a really bad way and I don't think most people want that so they probably will try to evolve but let's just hope it's not too late because knuckleheads like to play a lot of games so that's um I think all I have to say on the revolution and I hope that you're enjoying it. It is harsh because the 2020 policies are gone. They were supposed to carry us through this. But when we, when our brothers and sisters and cousins flinched and asked for the old way back, they gave us the old way back, but it's not working. You can't go back. People are pretending and deluding themselves. I did a video on delusion. So, like I said, enjoy the revolution. If you want to support this podcast, you can do it by giving directly. You can hit the link so you can become a sponsor. Okay, I'm going to get a nice background. I'm going to get a background so that I can um, really do this thing a little nicer. I tried to put pictures up on the wall, but... I'm blocking them. See, I'm blocking some nice picture. Um, so yeah, I'll do that. I'll fill the wall out. And uh, until next time, until Saturday, um, I'm gonna be out during the day because we're starting a raw food fast for the month of July. And I'll be doing the podcast, telling you what I'm doing, um, how it's going. So um, until Saturday, take care and be safe.